Hi, this is Megan from The Organ Dietitian, and you're listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 274. Today, Megan and I are going to have a chat about her journey and how she got into freelancing and finding ways to monetize before getting into an ad network. Megan is a toddler mom, full-time dietitian, food blogger, and food photographer. After getting really serious with her food blog, she was able to triple her blog's traffic in the last year. But with Mediavine's new 50K session requirement, she found she was still not quite there. So Megan decided that instead of waiting around to qualify for Mediavine, she'd take things into her own hands by starting a freelance photography business. Food photography has been her favorite part of food blogging, so she leaned into that and began freelancing. Megan, your story is inspiring. I'm so excited to learn from you and hear your story and about your journey. But first, we want to hear your fun fact. Oh, okay. Um, well, I actually have two. So I not only have a bachelor's in um, nutrition and dietetics, but I also have a bachelor's degree in exercise and sports science as well. And then if that's not as exciting, I also don't own a hairbrush. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, that is super funny. So do you have a like a comb? What do you use? No. No. <laughs> I didn't realize that this was like a weird fact until I had my toddler and I went to brush her hair because it was so tangled and I didn't have anything. Oh my goodness. I think that is hilarious. Do you have long hair? I do. Yeah. So you just like let it dry, let it flow. Yeah. So like I kind of just like comb it with my fingers when I blow dry it and it like stays I don't it doesn't get tangled or low maintenance <laughs> Megan I love it I actually um found out that not combing my children's hair was kind of a weird thing that I do someone asked me like my boys have just like really thick kind of wild hair somebody asked me the other day if we like how often they comb their hair and I was like um I have never combed their hair. I do exactly what you just said. I take my fingers and I run it through their hair and they've kind of learned to do the same. Although someone found a brush. I found a brush in our drawer that he's my oldest son is secretly used. Not secretly, but he pulled it out. I was like, oh, you use a brush. <laughs> Love those fun facts. Those are awesome. And I think you're the first Megan on the podcast. I know I've had a Megan but I don't think there's been another Megan. So there's my fun fact right back at you. Oh, that's exciting. So glad to have you here. And your journey is incredibly inspiring. Just reading through your bio is really inspiring. So would you like to start, Megan, by just talking about uh, maybe some struggles that you came to that caused you to like figure out how to balance everything how did that all play out for you yeah so um like my bio kind of stated like I have a full-time job as a diet like a clinical dietitian um and I started food blogging like three years ago and that just got to the it just got to the point where I you know I just have not enough time in the day um and it just got really like overwhelming and so I um kind of just got to a point where, you know, my toddler, she like naps less now. <laughs> it's like I have less time in the day. Um, and it just got kind of frustrating because, you know, I was like needing my full, I need my full-time job to like, you know, pay my mortgage. But I also like have this goal where I really want to be able to just 
rely solely on my website and my blog to like make money. And so like, it just came to a point where I knew I had to change something because it was just so overwhelming and like frustrating for me. And like, you know, you just, you want to be a good mom and you want to be a good wife, but you also want this like job and career. And it just gets to the point where it's just too much. Something has got to give, right? I think we all get to that point where we realize we can't do it all even though we think we can in the beginning, we feel strong and capable and smart and determined and all of that. So I think that's almost like an adrenaline push that keeps us going for a while. And then we get to that point where we're like, oh, wait a second, I can't do all of this. Something's got to give. You wanted to monetize through ads, but you realized that you couldn't wait around for that forever. So how did you kind of manage that? Yeah, so um, last year around August, I started getting super serious. So I've been blogging for three years, but I started getting like super serious and you know decided I need to learn SEO and I need to get better at photography and I need to like learn how to structure my blog posts to like, you know, make Google happy. And so that's when I kind of decided like my... My after I had my daughter, my job got to be more of a burden than a blessing. And not that it's not a blessing, but, you know, it just got to the point where I was like, I really want this to work because I want to be home with her. And so I decided to like, tr- like try for ads basically. Um, but I was at, you know, like, I think when I, in August, I was maybe at like 8,000 sessions a month. <laughs> that just like wasn't even close and then media vine you know upped their up their thing so it was like ah like a never ending like you know i'm chasing this goal that seems to be changing on me um so yeah so i really that's basically what i wanted to do is um you know and i think that's a lot of people's goal is to get on media vine and get on ads and you know we all have our reasons for it but that was mine is so i can you know be home with my daughter I know I felt so bad for people who were striving for that 25K and then they changed it. And I understand there's reasons behind it, but my heart felt so heavy for people who saw that carrot and then like the carrot moved quite a bit. (laughs) So I felt for you. Um, So how did you deal with that? I mean, that had to be kind of an emotional struggle, I imagine. It was, but I wasn't super close either, so it still felt, like, pretty far away. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, okay, like, I it, you, I don't know. I sh- probably maybe should have been a little more discouraged, but it kind of motivated me even more. Like, I have a long way to go, and I know I want to get there, and, you know, I don't have, like, all the time in the world to do it, so let's just start pushing really hard and that's kind of, it actually helped motivate me a little bit more, I think. Good for you. You took the focus off of the struggle or the frustration and you rerouted and figured out what you needed to do to monetize in other ways. And photography was one of your strengths, right? So that's why you leaned into that. So how did you go about all of that? Oh, so yeah. So I was actually listening to this podcast and it was Kylie from barley and sage talking about how you shouldn't work for free and I remember listening to that podcast and she was saying she was you know a full-time recipe developer and food photographer with her blog as well and it just like something clicked for me and it just made me realize like like how much I really like photography and how um 
like that is one thing that I love about food blogging. And I was like, well, if she can do that, I can do that too. So basically I took like what I really like the parts of food blogging that I just really love and just started focusing on that more. So I took like a food photography class. I got like a real camera because I was just using my iPhone up until then and, you know, got a couple new backdrops and just started like really leaning into food photography um, just to just to make an income from it um, while I waited to get on Mediavine, I guess. And it worked, right? Because I feel like when we're so focused on something, we can get so much more frustrated. But when we distract ourselves a little bit, then time goes faster, like time passes faster without frustration. So did that work for you? Did you find that you were less frustrated and more inspired by your photography? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like it gave me something that I was like, working towards that I knew was attainable because it was, I was setting that goal. Like Mediavine wasn't saying like, you need to hit this goal. It was me setting this goal of, Hey, like I want to improve my food photography. I want to land my first photography client or recipe development client. And so that was like, just gave me like a whole new headspace as far as like food blogging goes. It was like, I don't have to rely on this other company, you know, to help me make money. Like I could do it in the meantime, basically. Yeah. And confidence, right? I'm sure confidence was a part of that, like boosting your ability to create beautiful photography, which raises your confidence level in all of your blog, I'm sure. So only good things probably came from this. And it's such a good message for food bloggers. I love this message that yes, I understand that you want to get on an ad network. For sure, 100%. And you will get there. Everyone will who wants to. But in the meantime, you can find those things that you're really good at and lean into your strengths like Megan did. Um, Do you have any recommendations for that? Like, What if there are people listening who this sounds really appealing to, but they don't really know which way to lean? Um, I think it's just a good idea to like sit down and like maybe just take like a week and while you're working on your food blog, just like think about what you really enjoy and like what fills your cup and what drains it. So for me, food photography is like, it, I, I go to bed looking at my food photos. I, cause I'm so proud of them. Like I love them. I like to show people them. Like I, they just like, I don't know, fill my cup, I guess they give me energy and they light me up, but there's tasks as everyone knows about food blogging that don't fill me up. And so I stopped because, you know, I am like on such like a tight time schedule and like, I just stopped doing some of the stuff that I just didn't feel like was worth my time anymore and just filled that time with things that I really enjoyed doing. And it seemed to work out. Okay. Isn't that magical when you just decide to stop doing certain things and then you wonder if things are going to stop turning, like the world's going to stop turning, but it doesn't. Things keep going and your business keeps going and things actually grow. I love that. So what things did you kind of let die off? Um, Well, I stopped posting to Instagram a lot because I I just don't have a very large Instagram following anyways. Um, And it just didn't seem like it was really doing anything for me. So I stopped posting so much to there. I actually stopped posting as many blog posts, which sounds kind of counterintuitive, but it hasn't done anything bad for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, the world, you know, I just kind of let my editorial 
calendar kind of get a little chaotic because I hadn't been meeting those deadlines that I had set for myself for blog posts. And I mean, at the end of the day, like nobody knew that I didn't meet those. Like nobody noticed that I didn't post once a week for like a month. Like, (laughs) And that's the great thing about food blogging. You're the boss. You are in charge of your business. So if you decide that you need to cut back on posting, then you can do that. And nobody has to even know about it. No, I, I think I just like emailed my subscribers old posts that were seasonal. And it was like, fine. They didn't, no one knows. Like, they, <laughs> no one's like, you know, refreshing their email, waiting for your email. In the morning, so <laughs> <laughs> I think we get it in our heads that people are going to notice that well, first of all, know what our plan is. Like they have insights into our editorial calendar, which they don't, and that they're going to call us out in some way. But that, in fact, does not happen. I've heard so many food bloggers say the same story where they just decided to stop doing something and the world kept turning, things kept growing, nothing really stopped growing at all. How did you land your first photography clients? I always love hearing how people get into that. Oh, sure. Well, actually, so I um, just saw like she had posted something on Facebook. She's not even a food blogger. She, um, you know, but she was looking for someone to help her develop a few recipes for an ebook. And there were like so many people replying to her Facebook thread. And I was like, I'll just like put my name out there. Just like, you know, drop my little portfolio and you know, a couple weeks went by, I didn't hear anything. And then she messaged me on Facebook and was like, Hey, I've been like stalking you on on Instagram and your website. And I love your photos. And I love that you're a dietitian. And she's like, I just, you know, I was hoping you could do this for me. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And that's just like, it was just kind of random, like in one of like the Facebook groups. Hey, everyone, real quick, I want to take a moment just to tell you a little bit about Clarity, a powerful tool that allows you to organize, optimize, and update your blog content for maximum growth. Using Clarity, you can create projects to help you optimize and refresh old content on your site. Say you want to go into your old posts and add some internal links to keep readers on your site. You can figure out which of your posts don't already have internal links, assign those posts to a campaign so you know which posts need to be updated. Then you can track your work as you update those posts all within the Clarity app. Clarity users have direct insights that will help them identify which posts to update, figure out what they should be updating and adding to those posts, and understand the impact their updates have with a direct integration into their Google Analytics accounts. If you're interested in learning more and potentially becoming an early adopter of Clarity, you can go to Clarity, that's spelled with an I, so C-L-A-R-I-T-I dot com forward slash eat blog talk to sign up for the waiting list and take advantage of their $25 a month forever plan. Go to clarity.com forward slash eat blog talk, or you can check out the resources page on eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources. So then how, where did it go from there? So you got that client, which is amazing. I love that it kind of transpired that way. And then did you start looking for more? Did they fall into your lap? Um, Yeah. So I, I'm pretty new to freelancing, so I haven't had a lot of clients yet. But one thing that I have been doing is um, photograph, like going to like local like bakeries or um, you know things like that, and buying their products and then doing like little mini shoots. 
and sending them to them, like, and saying, hey, like, this is what I did with your product. Like, we'd love to chat with you about doing a, like, real shoot. And then, you know, at the end of the conversation, even if they don't, if even if they say, like, hey, like, no thanks, like, I'll still just, like, give them one of the photos for free for, like, their Instagram. And they just are, like, so happy with that. And it's, yeah, so it's a great way to, like, build a relationship with a brand, especially if, you know, you are interested in working with them in the future. And, like, sometimes things just don't work out right away, but they keep you in mind. You know, they remember that stuff. Oh, my gosh. There's so many lessons there. So you just, like, took this into your own hands. You knew you loved photography. You wanted to monetize. So going into bakeries is brilliant because it's not a restaurant where someone has to prepare the food for you perfectly. You can already get their perfectly created cupcakes or whatever and take it home and just shoot it there. I think that is so brilliant. And then, yeah, like the other message is giving people free value, which is going to lead to potential relationships. So it's not a guarantee, but they will have you in mind because they'll be like, hey, remember Megan? She came in and grabbed our black forest cake and took a picture of it and they have an awesome image now to use on social media. So doing that sort of thing takes such little time, but it can reap huge rewards later. Yeah, it totally can. Like they remember that stuff. And I mean, there's, it's, I think it's important to remember that they are people on the other side of brands and they actually do really care. Like, you know, they want, they want value from you. And obviously like you need to give that to them, but I mean, some of the value just comes from being nice and just, you know, being courteous and like telling them how much you love their brand. I mean, they love that. Just being nice. I feel like there's so much in those three words, like just be nice can get you so far. I'm curious about your foray into monetizing through photography while you're waiting for ad networks. How did this improve your photography and your blogging overall? Um, So, I don't, taking a photography course was like one of the best things because it like gives you structure in how to like improve because it's hard to just like, you know, at, for the longest time I was just kind of following like food bloggers that just took beautiful photos and like try and I was always trying to figure out like how did they do that? Like what did they like? Why do I like this photo so much? the food photography course was like a game changer because it tells you like how to do that. (laughs) So like improving, improving that, like it just improved every, like the photos on my website. And then that in turn, like makes things, you know, better Pinterest traffic, better Facebook group traffic, um, you know, more backlinks from roundups because people want to use pretty, you know, beautiful photos, um, on their roundups because it makes them look good. And so like all of that, just improving your photography makes everything like more shareable and um, just like gives you more link juice, I guess. Yeah. And more Pinterest worthy as well. I know there's been a lot of frustration recently with Pinterest and the way that things are changing and seemingly constantly evolving there. But I always go back to what I did when I first started blogging, and that was just like making sure your photography is drool-worthy because that is the only component that is going to really get you popular on Pinterest. So if you don't have drool-worthy photos 
or maybe you could like go on the weird side if you have weird photos. I think those are pinnable as well, but you need beautiful photography that people are going to want to repin. Right. And I think it comes back down to just, if you're running a food blog, you want people to want to eat your food. (laughs) They want to try it. So if you have good photos, it just makes everything like a little bit easier, I think. People are so driven by visuals, especially when it comes to food and like conjuring up, ooh, that looks delicious. You need those good mouthwatering photos, I believe. You have on Instagram less than a thousand followers. Yeah. Or, okay. So I love this because this is proof that you can yep. venture out into new worlds and be courageous and bold and make money without a ton of followers. There's this notion that you need to have 10K followers or more in order to get any traction or brand deals or sponsored work or freelance or anything. But that is not true. So I want you to speak on that. Yeah. So um, when I when I like pitch brands or talk to them, I don't mention my Instagram at all <laughs> because, um, you know, it's just so small and it just, you know, it shouldn't, but it does make you look like small potatoes. And in reality, you can be very good at a lot of different things without being good at Instagram. And I think that just by leaving Instagram, like your Instagram following out of the equation, like helps highlight what you are good at because I feel like brands are very quick to like look at your Instagram following and dismiss you. So what I do is I pitch myself as just a freelance photographer. So, you know, I pitch them like, Hey, like I take beautiful photos, you know, do you want me to do that for you? There's nothing about my social, like sharing it on my social following or, you know, sometimes I'll say like, Hey, like I have, you know, we can do a sponsored post if you want. This is how many sessions I get a month to my site, but I just leave Instagram completely out of the equation because it's just not a strong point for me that it really doesn't help me at all. Um, pitch the brand and the brand, you know, once the brand's focused on the Instagram, sometimes it can be hard to like get out of that, Mm, like get them out of that mindset. Yeah. I think that's really smart to focus on the things that you're really good at, your strengths and kind of taking the fact that you're a blogger out of the equation and just promoting yourself as a freelance photographer. Super smart. And that seems to be received pretty well. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it just puts all the focus on my photos. It doesn't put any focus on anything else, which just like, I mean, if you keep the focus on what you're, what they, what you're trying to sell anyways, that's like better, you know, you're more likely to get a deal anyways. We are all wondering, are you close to your ad network requirements or are you still striving for that? Oh my gosh. So this is exciting. I actually applied to Mediavine last week. Ah. I know. So once I, it's funny, once I started doing the photography and just like putting my focus like where it needed to be, I like went, you know, I went from like 35K to 50K in like three weeks. Oh my gosh. Just like Google web stories, Facebook groups, and just boom, I was there. And, you know, I owe a lot of that to photography. I mean, people, people like, in the Facebook groups, they want to see yummy photos. They'll share those, you know, they'll, they'll share those with, and they'll click on the links and you just, yeah, it's just exciting. I'm very excited. That is exciting. Congratulations, (laughs) Megan. Oh my gosh. I mean, I know that's a huge, huge deal. And I love that you just kind of took the sights off of it for a little bit and focused on something that you were truly passionate about and that, that, 
reaped the rewards. Obviously, you put some effort into other things like Google Web Stories and Facebook, but oh, what a great message. I feel like there's so many messages here that you're delivering today that people need to hear and that also will inspire food bloggers to do the same because you can do it. It's possible, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I stopped posting as much on my website and I qualified for Mediavine. <laughs> How often do you post out of um, curiosity? So normally I post once a week, but I stopped doing that. I think I posted maybe two posts in November and maybe two in December. And yeah, I mean, I just, I promoted them obviously, but you know, usually I had like four or five slotted for each month and I just didn't get to them. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. What would you say your best advice for people is? We've hit on a few nuggets here, but what would you say like top takeaways for somebody who was in your boat when you started this journey? What would you say? I would say find a way to make it work. So if you have such a tight budget like I did, I mean, you can do VA work, you can do photography, you can, like, I funded all of my photography, like, the class, the camera, the new lens, the backdrops, all of it, with VA work money that I did on the side. So, like, you can find other ways to, like, get you, like, to the place you want to go. You just have to figure out what your strengths are and what you're willing to do and what you're willing to sacrifice too. And a lot of what you're talking about involves scary things for a lot of people that can be really um, like a fear, putting yourself out there in that way. So what would you say to that? Because I know a lot of people, myself included, at certain points in my journey can get stuck there. Like, nope, it's too scary. I can't do that. It is really scary. But also, it's really scary not meeting your goals. And so, for me, it's like I'm going to be doing it scared. I'll do it scared because I don't want to sit here scared. And so, I would say just like, just put yourself out there. You're never going to know what's going to happen. The worst people are going to say is no. And, you know, you just keep, you go on. You just move on to the next brand or the next client or, you know, to whatever you need to do to just like, keep going. Oh, Megan, that was amazing. I loved that. (laughs) I always love doing this, like comparing the pain or comparing the scary in this case. So literally having two columns, like, okay, what is scary? So putting yourself out there, asking people if they need your help. And then in the next column, this scary involves not doing anything and being stuck at the level you're at, not getting into Mediavine, not getting clients, not growing, you know, like there's way more scary things under the list that is not doing what you know you need to do than in the other list. Yeah. And if you, I mean, I, obviously we've all been scared. Like I've been scared of like putting myself out there. It helps to like make food blogging friends too. Like I joined a mastermind like a year ago and I would not be here without those girls. Like we they, they are just like my support system. Like, you know, we, we all have like those people in our lives that just don't get it, but are supportive. <laughs> and like, it's like so powerful to have someone who totally gets exactly what you're going through and can just like encourage you in a way that nobody else can. Oh yes. That's such a big piece of it as well. I feel super strongly about that too. 
And we can feel really lonely, right? Like in our normal everyday lives, when we try to talk about our job, it almost is like we feel demeaned a little bit. Like, oh, how's your how's your blog doing? And it's like, no, you don't understand. This is a thriving business. So to have that support uh, with people who actually are in the trenches with us is so vital. It's like the foundation, I feel like, for everything. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, I wouldn't be doing like, as near good at like C, like SEO. I wouldn't have started doing like recipe videos. Like I just wouldn't have done any of it, I feel like. Or it would have taken me a lot longer to get to that point where I'm like, yeah, I should probably do that. <laughs> if it wasn't for the mastermind group, like it's so nice just be able to bounce ideas off like friends and even through like the food photography course that I took like I've made friends through there too and so it's like really nice to have like people in my life who totally get food photography to a point where it's like hey like maybe you should try styling it this way or like hey maybe you should try like editing it with like a little bit of this or something it's just nice to have like those people who know exactly what you're doing and can help you yes love that you brought that up So anyone listening that is wondering how they get started, anything additionally that we haven't covered, is there anything that you want to leave them with? Um, If you want to get started on like food photography, I would recommend just taking a course. The food photography course, I think they even have like like an iPhone photography. So like if you don't have the budget for a camera right now, you can still take a photography course that's all about your iPhone. Like you just have to start, you don't have, you don't need very much to start out with. And you can see like a big improvement by just a few small changes that don't cost a lot of money. Which course did you take and do you have some recommendations for what others can take? Yeah, I took the food photog- or the photography course. Um, she also has like a like the iPhone photography course. I would recommend that. It's very comprehensive because she goes through um, like composition and lighting and camera settings and all that. So if you do have like a new camera that you don't know how to use, that's like a great one to start with too. But then she also goes through like marketing and how to price yourself and like social media. So it's just very like comprehensive, I think for what, like it has a lot of value in that course. And that's the one I took. Um, Well, what an inspiring story, Megan. And again, congrats on getting into Mediavine and just Thank you for sharing all of this about your journey for people looking to get into freelancing or take their sights off of the ad networks for a little bit so that they can feel a little bit more balanced and not frazzled. So thank you for sharing all of this today. Oh, of course. Yeah, this was super fun. You guys should go look at Megan's account on Instagram because I love your photography. It is so good. Oh, thank you. Every time I see a photo pop up, I'm like, ooh, it's just... You've got this feel like you definitely have um, a style that has a feel associated with it. And it's really hard to explain in words. But if you see it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, thank um, you. So while we're on that topic, why don't you just tell everyone where they can find you on your blog and on Instagram? Yeah. So my website is theorgandietitian.com. Um, and you guys can find my portfolio at theorgandietitian.com slash portfolio. And then my, um, I usually am more on Instagram than anything. So the Oregon Dietitian blog. At awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go check Megan out. And we are all wondering, Megan, do you have any 
favorite quotes or words of inspiration to leave us with? I do. I don't know who said it, but I've like kind of lived my whole life um, with this mantra is keep moving forward. I feel like I wouldn't be where I am if I had given up when things got hard or scary or challenging or pricey, like just keep moving forward and you will get there. Even with the small things, right? It doesn't have to be the big things, just little teeny steps. Right. It could be day to day. It could be like life goals. Just keep going. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. We will put together a show notes page for you and you can find those at eatblogtalk.com forward slash the organ dietitian. So go peek at those if you would like. And we already shared your social media and all of that. So thanks again, Megan, for being here and sharing all this value. And thank you for listening, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.